following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? This is Mick Schott, streaming live on DallasCowboys.com and the official Dallas Cowboys app. Now, here are Bill Jones, Everson Walls, and Mickey Spagnola. And it is a victory Monday inside the SWC Mortgage Studios, where Mickey Spagnola resides at Ford Center at the Star in Frisco. And this is Mick Schatz. Everson Walls in his own, uh, let's see, what kind of gear do you have on today, Everson? NFL alumni, baby, Cowboy alumni. There you go. That's right. Mickey has got his freebie Cowboys uh, gear on. I have one of those as well that Mickey gave to me a few years ago. And I, behind me, I've got the Christmas tree still lit because it is a victory Monday. So I just light and So we light the power. I thought that was... I thought that was OU flowers, Bill. I thought those were OU flowers. <laughs> well, they, speaking of them, they arrived tomorrow for the Goodyear Cotton Bow Classic on a Wednesday. What a great week to be alive. And the Cowboys staying alive in the NFC East. Thank you very much, you Carolina Panthers and former Baylor coach Matt Rule. Mickey? Victory Monday 3, right? right three in a row we haven't had many of these staying alive it sounds like it should be a hit song for a movie right well and uh it's a december to it's a december to remember as far as jerry jones is concerned so far so the cowboys what well the cowboys might be believe it or not the hottest team in football right now can you believe that what have we won? Uh, what, three in a row, right? Three in a row? Yeah, three in a row. Four out of six. Buffalo does tonight. Four out of six? Yes. Yeah, I think Buffalo's got the streak going Come right on, now. Come on, man. Yeah, I mean, let's, let's just think about that. All the teams <laughs> that were highly touted, they were at, the, at midseason. All the teams just even two weeks ago, oh, they're a lot for the playoffs. And these are the guys we have to watch out for, the Browns, this. And, and you got all these teams and everybody's looking. Pittsburgh Steelers, you know, they're going to be the team to beat. All of a sudden, they're all struggling. And the Cowboys right now, except for the KC Chiefs and Buffalo, if I'm not mistaken, even the Bears, I think we are like, as far as consistency, the last few weeks, we're the top four teams in the NFL. And how about that? And three the more, other thing to consider three more about takeaways, that. too, yeah. by the way, meaning 10. In That's three right. Games. Yes, sir. Hey, how, about, how about the other thing? When people look at the, the teams the Cowboys have played in this uh, three-game winning streak, uh, Cincinnati, San Francisco, and Philadelphia. Now, okay, how about this? This bodes very well for Sunday night in Philadelphia because two weeks ago, the Cowboys beat the Bengals. What the Bengals do the following week? They won. They knocked off the Pittsburgh. They beat not. They not only won. They won over the Pittsburgh Steelers. Okay. Last week, what the Cowboys do? They beat the Niners. What did the Niners do on Saturday? They came back and beat the Arizona Cardinals. And now the Cowboys beat the Eagles. And what do they do next Sunday night? 
They're going to beat the Washington <laughs> they're gonna, Redskins. They're going to beat the Washington team, and they're going to put us in the oh, playoffs. That's right. <laughs> now the Cowboys have to do their part. We've taken care of that part of it. The Cowboys will have to do their part and beat the New York football Giants. Did, did Cincinnati win again? That just again? goes to show. And yesterday, Cincinnati, what did they do yesterday? I thought they, they were right there. Yes, Cincinnati they won, won yesterday. Spags, what we do? They're playing. They, they played the best team so far, right? <laughs> and how about it's, it's like It's like the, you know, you, Everson, you talk about the Cowboys being one of the hotter teams in the league. Two other hot teams in the league all of a sudden are the Bengals and the New York Jets. <laughs> Come on, man. Company. That's this is a this is you. a goofy goofy year. I mean, that's the best you can say about uh-huh. it. All they kept talking about, and they were even this morning. Everyone's joking. Oh, the NFC East—they're so bad. All these pundits—they're they becoming so poetic on how they put down the Cowboys and the NFC East. Everyone's trying to be so doggone articulate all of a sudden when it comes to how they can down the entire division. And then when you look up, if you start talking about the power index, the last month of this season, just the power index, like you just talked about, Bill, teams that have beaten teams and lost to other teams and upset other teams, the Cowboys' power index is right at the top. As a matter of fact, we are, the NFC East has, how can I put it, they have affected the playoff picture more than any other division, I think, in the NFL. And with the Cowboys having that win streak going and affecting their own destiny, man, you can just shut up about the NFC East. You can say you can say what you want in the first part of the season, but especially this last month, the NFC East, and especially the Dallas Cowboys, are relevant. They are relevant. And so relevant that they got flexed into a primetime Sunday night game. <laughs> Uh oh, uh oh. How about hey, baby, that? That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> that's what I'm talking about. So, if you had those, uh, we talked about have, changing your uh, airline plans, your flight plans. Someone right now is scrambling to change all of their flight plans, leaving New York City and coming back home. <laughs> and so, you know, the real reason that Washington and Philadelphia got flexed to Sunday night. Of the Cowboys, I mean, I'm watching the game last night. That's right, and uh, and it was a blowout. The Packers are winning big over the Titans, and Al Michaels. It was like every time I tuned my ear to what he was talking about, he was coming back. And let's talk. Let's get back to talking about the NFC East. Let's talk about how the Cowboys are doing. <laughs> so, so there, take that, yeah, take that, everybody out there who are. <laughs> Nobody cares about right, the Cowboys Mickey. anymore. Yes. Uh, Mickey, <laughs> the first thing you talked about when you started to talk about yesterday's game, takeaways. How about the takeaways? It's now 10-1 to 1 over the last three weeks. A plus nine when uh, after those first, uh, what, uh, 13 games uh, or, or 12 games, they were minus 13. They were sitting there after nine, excuse me. They were two and seven, and they were minus 13 in the takeaway uh, turnover differential. Then suddenly, these last uh, three weeks, they're plus nine. Uh, And and it it just makes such a huge difference. We've been talking about it for the last 
couple weeks. They get two more picks. How about that, Everson Walls? Two picks and a fumble recovery. <laughs> Somebody go find me an Anthony Brown jersey. I'm wearing it all next <laughs> Number week. 30, by the way, in case you need to know. <laughs> Yes, number 30. I am all on this guy. But it just lets you know, guys, for real, how uh, the pace of the game, if you determine the pace of the game, then these kind of fortunate uh, opportunities come to you. I mean, if you're offensively, you're going to be always under the gun. You can't run the ball. You turn it over all the time. You're putting your, your defense in, in bad situations to where their back's up against the wall with the, off- the opposing offense in position to score. If you can't stop the run consistently enough, then you don't have a chance to make those turnovers. You can't create your own turnovers. If your special team is fumbling the ball, uh, they're not returning, they're not contributing, they're not putting you in a positive position. I'm going, I'm going up down the road. I've always gone down, guys. It takes every facet of the game for this team. It's good for every team, but especially for this team who really doesn't control things from one unit to another. All three units have to come together to help each other. Don't put a strain on your offense, special teams. Uh, Offense, don't put a strain on your defense by giving it up and putting us in a bad position. Defense, try and stop somebody on third down every once in a while. Stop the running game from being so prevalent to where your offense is under pressure when they come into the game. We got to score now. We got to score now because we haven't stopped anybody. None of that stuff is happening right now, guys. Offensively, we're moving the ball. Time of possession is amazing. We've controlled that. Defensively, we've given up some drives. We've given up some big plays. But overall, we have made the opposing offense work for every yard they've gotten. We've gotten to the bend but don't break defense. That's fine. I was all a part of that when I was with the Cowboys. You had to make the turnovers in order to survive. This is what our defense is realizing that they have to do. And offensively, we're feeding off of each other. Defense feeding off the offense, offense feeding off the defense. That's the way you play ball, guys. You don't, we don't have the team, offensively or defensively, that can counter a bunch of mistakes by the other side of the ball. We just don't have it, and I think we finally realized that, and we're coaching in that manner. I like the way offensively uh, Kellen Moore was making sure that first down was huge for us. Did you see that, Spags? He made sure that on first down we were able to uh, work our way up to a short and manageable third down position. It happened the entire game. That's how we control that pace. I love it. That can win for us throughout. And, and then you also see when you get a lead, the other team's got to take some chances. And they start throwing the ball, and that's when you have an opportunity to get some turnovers. You get some picks. That's right. You force them out of what they wanted to do. I'm not sure that uh, they needed to do it as quickly as they did, right? They ran the ball right down the Cowboys' throat those first two I possessions. Agree. Got a 14-3 to lead, and all of a sudden the Cowboys were in the lead, and Doug Peterson said, no, oh, no, we're going to just throw the ball with Jalen Hurts. 
and I thought that was a huge mistake. They got away from their read option uh, run plays uh, yep. that, that had been working. Yep. But again, you get the lead, you cause people to do something different. You get the lead, and suddenly at the end of the game, you can run the football because they, they're taking chances, and all of a sudden those holes that you weren't opening earlier in the game suddenly – Ezekiel Elliott's looking like, whoa, look at there. There's no one in front of me. I, I, I don't have to knock somebody over to get four yards. It's amazing. And, and the offensive line didn't get better, right? But they teams have to start taking chances when they get behind. And so, yeah, all this stuff started to come together. You know, and I, you know, I, I was just going to sit there and say, yeah, you know, and the Cowboys got their three wins and they beat three backup quarterbacks. Well, welcome to the Cowboys world, right? They've been playing with a backup quarterback since the fifth game, uh, the third quarter of the fifth game of the season. They've been playing with backup offensive linemen and did so in the middle of the game when the one guy that's been the the standard bearer on that offensive line, Connor Williams, has to go to the locker room with an, a knee injury or a knee issue and they got to shuffle things up front again. They did it in the secondary when uh, they lost Darian Thompson to the concussion protocol. They had to move Jordan yep. Lewis yep. to safety, and they moved Anthony Brown, oh, by the way, into the slot where he was playing when he picked off the pass. So uh, I don't want to hear about all these other teams' injuries because this team has been putting up with this since the beginning of the season, and now they're sitting there at 6-9 and nine when a chance to go to 7-9 and nine and win the division. You know, the other thing, you, Mickey, you're talking about uh, the Eagles getting away from their uh, what was working for them on that first drive of the game, running the football with the zone reads. You know, in their second possession, of course, on the first play, they hit the bomb to Deshaun Jackson yeah, right. and got the 14-3 uh, to lead. But uh, really, credit the Cowboys. They, on, As far as the run defense is concerned, the next possession for Philadelphia – it, they they went three and out, and they were all run plays. It was Sanders for seven. Neville Gallimore stuffed a run play on second and three for a one-yard loss to create a third and four. And on the third and four, they ran it with Sanders again, got stopped for two yards and had to punt. They came back in the next possession, and it was a mix of the run. They, they started with a Hertz run, a Sanders run, a Hertz run. Uh, and then they threw it, and then Hertz ran it again. Anyway, the, the, the drive ended without points being scored. Okay, and then the Cowboys come back, and they, and they made enough plays. Start of the second half, which was huge. I mean, uh, McCarthy talks about the uh, double Whataburger with cheese, scoring the touchdown at the end of the first half, and then a, a scoring the touchdown on the first possession of the second half. Within the other part of that, so the Cowboys went from being down 17-13 to being up 27-17. Then the defense comes out, and the Eagles run the ball with Sanders for six yards, and then Sean Lee makes a tackle. Anthony Brown sets the edge on that play for no gain, creating a third and four and an incomplete pass. Ball back in the hands of the Cowboys, which was another scoring drive, a field goal, and you're up 30-17, to 17, and it's basically Katie bar the door. Which is remarkable I'm since they ended up giving 151 yards rushing. That's two games in a row, 150 yards rushing. Uh, but uh, as someone pointed out to me, I think, last week, it, well, that was an improvement over the 200 and some yards they gave up the, 
the week before. So uh, <laughs> I was just going to say that, Spags. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm not well, lamenting the 150 yards rushing at all. To me, that is an improvement. And they were actually looking decent, except for the first drive. They were giving up some plays. But was, I'd say after that second quarter, the, the rush situation for Philly, even though, as Bill pointed out, they still tried to run the ball. Not only did we stop the run with that D-line, I thought that they made things very uncomfortable for Hurts anytime he dropped back on third down, uh, in third down situations. That was something that I saw uh, was a determining factor in, in their uh, defensive third down success. The fact that we were able to come, uh, Randy Gregory was playing like a madman. Gallimore did just what we talked about uh, before last week, Bill, coming in, making plays in the middle. Uh, the linebackers themselves were filling holes well enough to where they were causing penalties against that Philly offensive line because they were able to fill those holes that our defensive line was creating for our linebackers. I thought they were very coordinated on third down, guys. It was our best, best to me, best third down play all year long. And Bill, when we come back from break, uh, we I, I, I'll guarantee you that Jalen Hurts woke up in the middle of the night and saw 94 on top of him. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That guarantee when we come back here on Big Shots in just a moment. <laughs> Hey there, Cowboys fans. With Tide Cleaners at-home pickup and delivery, cleaning your clothes has never been more convenient. Simply sign up at your local store, set out your dirty clothes, and one of our Tide Cleaners professionals will come directly to your home for a totally contactless experience. Your clean garments will be returned promptly the next scheduled delivery day, so skip the errand and enjoy life, not laundry. Visit TideCleaners.com or your local store to sign up for Tide Cleaners at-home pickup and delivery today. The Cowboys way, where 16 Hall of Famers and five championships shows us what success looks like, where turkey is always the second best part of Thanksgiving Day, where we are all defined by one single thing, the star, where we as fans know it's our job to keep the tradition going. Bank of America is proud to be the official bank of the Dallas Cowboys and to support the quest of living life the Cowboys way. Copyright 2020, Bank of America Corporation. Grab some OtterBox gear and get ready for hanging with the boys. From rugged venture coolers to tough-as-nails elevation tumblers, we've got what you need to keep your game day drinks frosty and your football feast ice cold. And with cases, screen protectors, and power accessories, you can defend your phone and stay connected to every play. Gear up at OtterBox.com and amp up the fun of every Cowboys game. That's OtterBox.com. We're back with a tasty treat that's sweeping airwaves and taste buds. It's new Dr. Pepper and Cream Soda. Let's take a listen. Dr. Pepper and Cream Soda's here. A new combo that's music to my ears, okay. Let's play. Cream Soda and Dr. Pepper time. Pour it in a glass of ice. Ah, music to my ears and mouth. New Dr. Pepper and Cream Soda. A delicious duet. Back, back, back. To Mick Shots. You can now support your beloved Cowboys from anywhere. Open up inside the Cowboys app and record your personal cheer and referee signals. You will receive a personalized mosaic 
and may show up on the AT&T Live FX video board during the game. And, of course, the next game will be played uh, the second uh, Saturday or Sunday in January. That's when the Cowboys will host a uh, playoff game at a Yes, they Stadium, will, sir. Right? Yes, they will, right. Bill. <laughs> As we speak very positively on this Victory Monday. Inside the SWC Mortgage Studio, Everson, was it you that was uh, found something humorous there uh, coming out of that uh, little break? Uh, no, no, nothing humorous, but I tell you what, <laughs> I was uh, looking, I picked a click. Oh, yeah. Oh. No, okay, okay, okay. He okay. wrote them down. I wanted to go next. No, oh, you don't. No, you, come on, bro. I, I wrote them down. You doggone right. Did, I have your names you? next to your meek, meager little picks here. I must wait, say wait, that. Wait, 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 Everson, Everson, hold on just a second. Yes, I want to set it up for you. Yes, I want to set it up. That's where I was going to go to anyway here. Okay. Yes, did both of you have a great Christmas weekend? Yes, yes, yes. I did. I had a okay. great Christmas Yes, okay. very, very safe, very safe. Was able to see all my loved ones from afar. That's correct. Yeah. Did both of you see the lamb this weekend? <laughs> yes, I saw CD lamb this weekend. <laughs> you did CD lamb. And that leads <laughs> us to our picks to click, which was a wonderful pick to click by Everson Walls. And sure enough, on Sunday, we did see the lamb on the final touchdown of the day. And not only that, but also the first touchdown of the second half. Thank you very much. Boy, and did he did he embarrass you know, that corner? I look at my notes, I see, first of all, all of us are, are we're very, I'm, I'm sorry, we were weak and not, we, we just didn't believe. We didn't believe. We had no faith. We know, and Bill, uh, uh, Spags pointed it out, anytime the Cowboys win, they score over 30 points, mm-hmm. right? That's, that's been over the last two years, correct, Spags? Uh, they are right. now 14 wins and 14 games scoring at least 30 points. What did we do, guys? What was our prediction for the score? I started off, and you guys just followed along like some little blind sheep. That's right. You know, <laughs> 24 points. All three of us, guys, just 24 points. Where is the face, especially you, Bill? Spags, we expect that from him. <laughs> but you and I should have known better. I'm, I'm so disappointed yeah. in myself. 24-17, you got 24-23 Spags. So that means Spags didn't really care. That was just, you know, yeah. he rolled that score in, you know. Yeah. Bill, what did you have? 24-20. I, I just split the difference, you know. 24-20. Yeah. But as we look at our picks to click, we did pretty good. We did pretty good. Spag said D. Lawrence, which, you know, he was, you know, if it wasn't for Randy Gregory, yeah, D. Lawrence would have been the great pick to click, but Randy Gregory was going crazy. Sean Lee was benefiting off of what the guys were doing up front. Good pick, Bill. But hey, you hey, had hey. Gallimore was, was, was making it easy for he and, and Jalen Smith. You know, the and I was looking at the game. deja vu with C.D. Lamb. We hey. missed the fact, look, my note said uh, the C.D. Lamb passed the week before. Andy Dalton threw that dime. I told you about how, what a dime that was. I, I don't know why we didn't talk about that. The wide receivers, I said, must win the one-on-one battles. Yeah, C.D. Lamb won his, but forget him. We're looking at Coop. Had a great day yesterday. We're looking at Michael Gallup, who had another great day yesterday. We 
should have seen it coming, man. We should have had, we should have picked 40 points, all three of us. Yeah, the in biggest that regard, miss- I'm disappointed well, in all here's what, here's what happened. I didn't trust the offensive line, and I still worry about them. Uh, and that's why I said, okay, if they can score 24 points, they're doing well. Uh, but, yeah, the, they, it was a mismatch in the secondary. And if the offensive line could just have been okay, which they were, to give Dalton a chance to throw the ball down the field, you can see what this guy still has. All this stuff. Oh, yes. Andy Dalton. Oh, yes. oh, oh. Yeah. He put 377 yards on, on, on the Philadelphia Eagles, uh, including three and touchdown just made passes. One mistake. Right, and he got just he got mistake. a little too aggressive when he didn't need to be aggressive uh, on that one pass. But other than that, uh, he finished with a 134.7 quarterback rating, and uh, the uh, wow the the rookie flash ended up with a 70.7 quarterback rating. There you go. I would like to say one thing about my pick to click, Sean Lee. Uh, well, I'll say two things. Number one, uh, how about we play him a little bit more? He got 30 snaps in the game. and uh, But the key thing that he did was after falling behind 15-3, they showed it on television, he called the defense together, and after he chewed their butts out, the defense only scored, only gave up three points the rest of the game. So I credit that to the butt chewing on the sideline from Sean Lee. How's that? No, absolutely. Right, well, that's, absolutely. that's a stretch for a pick to click, but I, I'll give it to you. That's a stretch for a pick to click, but I'll give it to you. Well, Bill. the pick we all should have. We won the game. <laughs> the pick we all should have made was Randy Gregory, right? He had a sack and a half, six That's tackles, true. two quarterback hits, one pass defense, and forced three fumbles, only one of which the Cowboys did recover. But uh, he was all over the place. And when he wasn't recording a number, he was in Jalen Hurts' face. He was chasing him out of the pocket. Uh so there was a couple I thought he should have got called hey, for hey, grounding. I think I think he caused at least two false starts. Oh, absolutely. Well. Oh, that guy that guy yes. got the jitters over there on that side of the field. <laughs> and one of them was a huge one. I, may, yes. I don't remember if it was Gregory that caused it. The one that uh, uh, on the when they were in. Uh, the, on the plus side of the 50, yes. and it, it turned to... Like the 20-yard line, yeah. Yeah. And um, so that was huge. Um, well, and the other guy is Michael Gallup. I mean, the way Gallup played in that first half, uh, I mean, it was it was almost like a, a, a three-point shooter in basketball where you just want to keep feeding the guy because he is hot right now. <laughs> I mean, and, and Dalton kept feeding Gallup, and it was one after another... Uh, and that was it was so huge uh, the way that half ended uh, with the Cowboys on offense. Uh, I mean, it was like they were in the run and shoot where they, where they were shooting and scoring. Uh, and uh, and Gallup was the guy. During, I mean, he showed during that second quarter exactly why we've all been talking about uh, Michael Gallup being a number one receiver in this league. Yeah, and, and, no and I want all the people it. out there to get their hands up in the air. They wanted to trade him because Cowboys had too many wide receivers, <laughs> right? Let's trade Michael Gallup. <laughs> and I, I spoke of it last week, and I, I once again I speak of it. Uh, Amari Cooper, just a quiet assassin. 
just as consistent as ever. Um, did he get his thousand yards yesterday? Yes. He got his thousand yards yesterday, and just think about this, guys. <laughs> You've gone through four quarterbacks, and this guy is able to get a thousand yards. He did exactly what he was brought here to do, no matter what was going on around him. He stayed steady and consistent in what he had to do. And when it's all said and done, to me, he's the MVP of this team. I really believe that. And not only that, he ended up with a, a, a single season high. 80, he has 86 catches now with uh, one game to go. And his 1,000 yards, he's got 1,100 yards now uh, receiving. So uh, those guys uh, have done a, a heck of a job. You know, everybody kind of laughed when they said, well, he can have three 1,000-yard receivers, right? Well, they've got one for sure. And... Uh, Lamb has 892 at this point. Gallup 794. Mm. So, uh, and all of them with at That's least 55 at catches. So, yeah, these three guys uh, certainly. But see that? I mean, look, they they ended up with 513 yards total offense. If you remember, before Dak got hurt, they, the, the three games prior to that Giants game, they had totaled 500 yards total offense in three games in a row. This yeah. is the first one yeah. since then. Uh, so it shows you what this offense can do. Zeke with, another, uh, with his second 100-yard uh, rushing performance. You can see what this offense can do and if the offensive line will cooperate and not turn the ball yeah. over. Yeah. He, I think he needs 70, 70 yards maybe to, to hit 1,000. That's crazy. That's crazy. And so, guys, let's just go back to last year when uh, everyone was, was questioning Amari Cooper's heart. You know, I mean, this guy was having a great year, and he had a little, 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 down, there, little down moment there, and, and everyone was talking about what's wrong with him. Why isn't he playing better after the, the Patriots game? Everyone was on him. Like, he doesn't deserve the status as our number one receiver. And he never said anything. He has never said anything. He's never tried to take up for himself. He, talk, he lets his talking happen on the field. And that's just something that, uh, as you look back on, is never appreciated until, you know, people start contemplating what the season was all about and what his career is all about. I gotta give him some love, man. I've I've been kind of down on him myself as far as his lack of aggressiveness, and I, I want him to speak up for himself, but this guy refuses to do that, and he just does all his talking on the field. I I, I really do admire the guy. I thought the uh, neatest thing he said after the game when somebody asked him about Gallup's big performance, he said, "I just felt it. I felt that in the air. I just." knew that this was the game he was going to dominate. I actually wanted him to do a lot more because I just think that's what I felt. The guy was holding them every play the beginning of the game, and I just <laughs> know Michael. And so, yeah, I was glad to see him go out there and do his thing. So he would rather talk about everybody else but himself. Uh, yeah. and, and, and that's kind of the guy. He's kind of like that quiet assassin. You, you, you don't hear much from him. You don't see much from him all the time. And then all of a sudden he turns up with 1,100 yards receiving, 86 uh, receptions with one game to go. Uh, he, he's just did you he's see been his, wonderful. Did you see him break that guy's ankle? Did oh, yeah. Did you see him break oh. that guy's ankle? The, guy, guy, <laughs> the guy's legs ended up being pretzeled. <laughs> 
I mean, that's that's just you know, and he no one's gonna mention that. No one's gonna say anything about that just because of just how humble he is. But to me, if that was any other wide receiver, if it was Tyreek Hill, if it was Devontae Adams, any of those guys, if they would have broken down a DB at the line of scrimmage just like that, it would have been a top 10. That was a hell of a play. And don't you wish the Cowboys would have started tanking games and uh, back uh, six <laughs> weeks ago? That everyone was talking about, let's, let's go with Garrett Gilbert instead of Andy Dalton. Oh, man. <laughs> Spag, don't, 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 don't get me started. Don't say anything, Spag. Don't get me started. Don't work. Don't don't gas him up, Bill. Please don't gas him up. <laughs> I was just sitting there thinking, how many people back in mid-November were saying, "Oh, they're still they're still talking about it. They're still talking about it. Oh no, we're going to be drafting seventeenth. <laughs> you know what? And this this may be. The most um, unreasonable draft there's been, right? Other than the quarterbacks mm-hmm. and and a linebacker from Penn State, That's right. start telling me who the top players are. As a matter of fact, these teams don't even know because they can't scout these guys the way they're normally used to scouting them. They can't meet with them the way they're normally used to meeting with them. And who knows if there's going to be a senior bowl or even a combine or if it's virtual with nobody's there to talk personally with people. I, I, I just think, and, and, and think about the junior outs. If you weren't on these guys as sophomores and had all these scouting and these guys became juniors and now mm-hmm. you're, they're coming out and you've had no contact with them whatsoever, <laughs> this, this may be the most unreasonable draft there's ever been. So why you want to put a premium on a top ten pick? Well, it, and, and also now it depends on the position, of course. We can see those that make the catches and that make the runs and the passes. But it's hard when you're talking about a guy making the tackles. It's hard when you're talking about a guy trying to shut somebody down one-on-one. And you're a D lineman, you know what I mean? You're, you're in that A-gap, and you're that D lineman that's damn good at what he does, but it just really doesn't come out as much. Like you said, when you don't get to study them, when you don't get to talk to them, and you don't get to see them show how they play well against the top seniors in the country. That's a tough deal. Tough deal for guys coming out in college. Hey, and I'll throw a couple. These are two very high-quality people, and uh, they, they're local, and, uh, but they were the second and third pick of the okay? Luke Jokel out of Arlington High School in Texas A&M was the second pick of the draft and offensive tackle. I met him when he was in high school at Arlington High School. I said, this guy's going to be a first-round draft pick. It was this, uh, I mean, you can tell as he was when he was a senior in high school, and sure enough, he was a second pick in the draft. Now, he probably had issues, whatever, in his career, but, you know, he did not have a great NFL career. He's not in the league now. Solomon Thomas from Coppell High School in Stanford. I mean, you cannot... You cannot have a finer human being or, or a prospect than Solomon Thomas, and he still might become a, a, a Pro Bowl-type player in his career, but here in the first three or four years of his career, he hasn't, for whatever reason, hasn't been, he's been a rotational defensive lineman for them. My point on all that is you, don't, you can have the second or third pick in the draft, and you've got the most quality human being and prospect that your scouts could ever come up with, and you don't know for sure that they are going to be you know, all pro-type players at all. 
Uh, and so the point being, play the games. Just play the season out. Do things the right way. Yeah. And those players, a Tyron Smith will fall to you at number nine or whatever, wherever he was drafted. J.J. Watt was a 10th pick in the draft or whatever. C.D. Lamb, okay, is a great example where the Cowboys got him last year. Uh, there, there are players available for you. Anyway. How about, right. how about one more? Uh, Emmett Smith at 17. There you go. How about Everson right. Walls at nowhere? Everson Walls <laughs> at zero. <laughs> <laughs> How about two that are going they into the Hall of Fame? They 20th round, and they still wouldn't have picked me. So. And Everson, Everson should be in the Hall of Fame, and there's two more that weren't drafted that That's are going the into the Hall of Fame That's next year. Cliff Harris and Drew Pearson. All right. That's the pick I want. <laughs> yeah. All right. We continue with more mixed shots, and i got to hear this about Randy Gregory and Jalen Hurts. Uh, we'll talk Jalen Hurts when we come back in, in a <laughs> We're back with a tasty treat that's sweeping airwaves and taste buds. It's new Dr. Pepper and Cream Soda. Let's take a listen. Dr. Pepper and Cream Soda's here. A new combo that's music to my ears, okay. Let's play. Cream Soda and Dr. Pepper time. Pour it in a glass of ice. Ah, music to my ears and mouth. New Dr. Pepper and Cream Soda. A delicious duet. Dear, it's 1908. Don't you think we should get electricity? Hmm, and stop using candles to see at night. It's just electricity lights up the room fast. It's more reliable than candles blowing out, and people seem to love it nationwide. Well, candles are... Dear, did you just run into the wall? Nope. May I have a new candle, please? Historically, switching to new technology is a no-brainer. Today, it's AT&T 5G. Fast, reliable, secure, and nationwide. Switch to AT&T 5G. It's not complicated. 5G requires compatible plan. May not be in your area. See att.com slash 5G for you for details. I'm Jay Novacek, former tight end for the Dallas Cowboys. Back in the day, I was the guy who always got the tough yards, and that's why I run with John Deere today. In fact, I have a John Deere 3025E tractor that can handle any yard work I need to do, even the tough yards way out back. So if you have one acre or a thousand, John Deere has the equipment that's just right for you. Visit a John Deere dealer today and run with us. We are the official tractor provider of your Dallas Cowboys. There's nothing as unique as our eyes, which is why Essilor pioneers ways to make lenses as unique as you. Verilux for super sharp vision, Essential Blue for protection, and Grisol for freedom from glare. Three cutting-edge solutions in a single unique lens. So whatever your needs, insist on Essilor. Visit your local Essilor experts and find the perfect lens for you. See more. Do more. Essilor. To mixed shots. Find out why this year's Dallas Cowboy cheerleaders making the team is the most competitive yet. Don't miss new episodes of season 15 every Tuesday night, 9 p.m. Central on CMT. Well, I'm glad you guys were ready, man, because Chris is about to kick some butt over there. You guys are not ready to come out of this commercial. <laughs> Chris looked like he acted like a Catholic nurse, doesn't he, with the, with the ruler? He's about to slap us on our hands, on our wrists. <laughs> Chris Beam, our producer, he always keeps us on our toes. I got five more for you here. How about DeMarcus Ware with the 11th pick? How about Zach Martin with the 16th pick? How about Des Bryant with the 25th pick? How about Sean Lee with the 55th pick? And how about Dak 
Prescott that with the Prescott. 135th yes. pick. That's the, draft. the one. That's the go. one. <laughs> <laughs> All right. What do you guys think of Jalen Hurts? Are the Cowboys shaking in their boots that Jalen Hurts might be the Eagles quarterback going forward? I'll I'll allow uh, him being a rookie. Uh, I understand uh, the things he does, but I didn't understand some of the things he did uh, to create uh, the mistakes that really cost them uh, the game. You got to be able to throw passes uh, more accurately when you're throwing the 17-yard out, uh, when you're throwing the ball over the middle. Look, the easiest pass for a rookie to throw is a deep pass because generally it's either, it's either a big play, it might be incomplete, and it, it, no harm, no foul. And, it, and if it gets intercepted, yeah, or pass interference, as we saw on the one, and if it gets intercepted, it's like a punt. <coughs> so to me, that's the, the money throws – He's still got to uh, work on, and he's still got to be able to stand in the pocket and not run around and think he's going to create all the time uh, when you can't do it. And I think, and you know what? I think Kyler Murray struggled with that a little bit, too, in, in this last game. Yeah. His short, medium passes were very inaccurate, and that's why they were struggling, too. And, you know, he's a rookie. Uh, and, Bill, you talked about it about what the OU fans remember uh, from the mistakes that he made uh, last week. Uh, but one thing we did know, he gave them a better chance than what Carson Wentz would have done. I really would have felt better if Carson would have started that game. I don't, and, and, and let's be real, we talked about this earlier as well. Coach Peterson, for some reason, as good a coach as he is, I think he really did misread this game. I, I think he put his quarterback in a tough position, uh, than, tougher position than he should have. As we talked about, should have, I think they should have leaned on the running game more mm -hmm. against the Cowboy defense that hadn't really shown it can stop it. Uh, I think he kind of fell in love with what Hurts did the last couple of weeks, thinking it would kind of be that simple to, to develop, and it really didn't. Uh, it, just the game itself was different. Uh, the Cowboys were playing differently. We improved. We actually made some adjustments in the second half and really I think the second quarter that uh, I don't think Peterson really adjusted well to offensively. So to put your rookie quarterback who's just starting in his third game, when you're looking at defenses that have been playing 13, 14 games already, he really tried to, he expected too much from his quarterback or he expected too little from the Cowboys defense. You know, and I thought to still look back at the key thing was getting a lead because then you knew what they had to do, right? And once they got that lead yes. and they got them in a couple down in distances, especially on second and long or third and long, they went to a three-man front rushing the quarterback and brought in six DBs. One of those was C.J. Goodwin, who was kind of hovering closer to the line of scrimmage uh, and just kind of keeping an eye on Hertz, making sure they had somebody there fast enough to kind of keep up with yes. him. And, and I think that's yes. why you saw some oh, of those runs to the times. outside uh, kind of shut down and he wasn't gaining as many yards. Because I think at halftime he might have had uh, the majority of his rushing yards, if I can look this up real quick after I said it. 
And, but but really, when you when you look at the the adjustments that were made, uh, I thought that Goodwin not only spied, but he, they seemed to take liberties and when they they would go from spying to just being an extra Russia, because they came late sometimes. Sometimes Goodwin would walk up and he's looking for Hurst to maybe peek out from the pocket, and, and but there were also times when it seems like he took a chance. And just took a shot at it. And I think all of that just confused the young young quarterback. And really, at that time, we, we were already in control. And, and for me, second week in a row, I mean, we could go more than that. But I thought uh, Keller Moore did a very good job of calling plays within himself. You know, he didn't ask for anyone to do too much. He didn't take too many gambles. He stayed with within uh, Dalton's uh, 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 ability to, to run the team. That play to CeeDee Lamb, uh, that uh, was really a setup play, that's the kind of coaching that I love uh, from offensive coordinators. CeeDee Lamb had run that same route over and over again to where he just went out to the flat, went out to the flat. Here it is, the perfect time. We're on the other side, uh, close to the 50-yard line. CD faced the out after he came in motion, went straight up the field. Perfect pass by Dalton. He didn't wait too long. He threw it right where it needed to be. Simple pitch, uh, 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 pitch and catch. And there you are. You're looking at what was that, a, a 50, 60 yard touchdown by CD Lamb. And to me, that was all Kellen Moore. He just really did a good job of making the plays that didn't put our offense in precarious situations. Yeah, and what they did on that play is they put him in motion left to right, and they motioned him into the slot. And as you pointed out, it looked like he was going to just go upfield, but basically what he did is he ran a wheel route for, with a wide, and yes. he went to the outside. The outside guy came inside. And, oh, that poor Jacquette. And it occupied the safety. That's what was important. Right. The guy the inside guy took the safety out of it. Occupied the safety so that, that's right, kept the safety out of it, and that's when he hit him right in that pocket. And, boy, that was, you know, plays like that, they can work on anybody. I don't give a dog on who the defensive, defensive player is. That can work on anyone. So you're talking about quality plays to quality players. That's what I love about it. And that poor corner, he got spun around like he was doing pirouettes on <laughs> figure skating. He got spun around so hey, bad. Been there, done that, buddy. I know the feeling. And, and by the way, Hertz <laughs> had 53 of his 69 yards rushing in the first half. Get a lead, yep. and all of a sudden, okay, all that running's not going to not going to work out. So, um, you know, That's for right. all the criticism Mike Nolan has gotten, uh, they adjusted and and, and, and thought I, finally. I, I have been on his butt. Yeah, absolutely. Yes. So Thank you got to give him give him credit as well. Absolutely. Yes, turnovers. The turnovers the past three four weeks have skyrocketed. And I don't care, I've been there, I don't care what your defense is giving up. If you can make turnovers, it makes up for all of the yardage that you gave up. Shocking when you can have your top four corners available and at one time on the field at all at the same time. Mm. Amazing. Mm. Interesting. That's right. All right. Well, that does it for a Victory Monday edition of uh, Mix Shots. We got so much to get to, we could go for another hour or two. But 
The shot clock has gotten us. Oh no! And so let's, hey, let's do it. hurry up and break before Chris gets pissed off, man. Let's, that, let's that's go. That's right. That's right. Okay. And we'll see you again tomorrow at 1.30 for another A Victory Tuesday edition of Mix Yacht. See you later. See you guys. Go Cowboys. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys?